Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J. Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Calista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. Game of Thrones series finale time. I can't believe the whole thing is done. Like, listen, girl, you really put the time in. You've been watching since season one, right? I have. Yeah. I, I remember. Th- it's it's just like Lost. I remember seeing the promos for it mm. and thinking, oh, this looks interesting. Mm. Let's watch That's that. That's Arrow for me. That's Arrow for yeah. me. Arrow's my day one show. Um. Yeah, I rolled into this party after you told me I had to watch because Jamie <laughs> Brienne. I was like, okay, sold. And I was right, wasn't I? I think you showed me was. like a couple fan vids and you're like, doesn't that look interesting? Actually, I didn't even think I needed the fan vids. You're like, go watch it. Probably. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. And then I was like, oh my God, I love them. And so I binged through six. I did a hardcore binge because I wanted to watch season seven live. And yeah, it was very intense, but yeah. I was like, I was like complaining the whole time, like waiting from seven to eight. Cause I was like, how did you freaking do this? Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> the wait in between. She's like, yeah. Oh, it's a long wait. Well, you She's just, like, you have other shows. Yeah. You, know? you do other stuff. You have a life. You wander off and, oh, oh, Game of Thrones is coming back. Right. Cool. Woohoo. <laughs> well, we've been very critical. Well, Heading listen, into it. I feel like they had to do a lot with the last episode because it a was lot. like it's the penultimate episode and it sets yeah. up a lot and so yeah they had to like jump over like a lot of different little hurdles You're like wait what <laughs> and it's like guys come on my primary complaint and i think is an issue of pacing yeah this whole daenerys storyline would have worked if they had like two more full seasons. Right. You know, or like made seven longer mates. I don't know. Because whatever. her being, my complaint was never making her the mad queen. It was no. the sudden flip of the switch. That didn't. Right. Make much it sense. was just, um, I mean, I just read the entertainment weekly article with Amelia Clark and Kit uh, Harrington, which is really interesting to hear Amelia's uh, reaction because Spoiler alert, it was pretty much the exact same as ours. <laughs> she's like, what the <laughs> fuck? She's like, she's like, that came out of nowhere. We're like, thank you. All we're just saying is, you know, yeah, Bell came out of nowhere. <laughs> Being the trigger? Are you kidding me? She kills, she slaughters thousands. And I was having some, like, I maintain that Daenerys's arc is a hot mess up until the very end. Because, I mean, when she did this, yeah, I'm totally... She's got to get got. It's over. Someone's got to kill her. Oh, yeah. Girlfriend, no, no, I went into Craig. this episode. Like, no one. Like, I was never part of, like, had it's to fine. Die. Right. No, 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 I was never, no, like, she, she had needs to, to rule. No, she's totally crazy, yeah. and she needs to get she destroyed. To and, you know, it's interesting, the scene, because it's almost like John is, like, testing out how deep is her crazy. <laughs> well, here's the thing. very much denial. I have, I, have some, I have some thoughts about Lay it on this. me, babe. Okay. Because... John very clearly did not want to fucking do this. Like, I he know. went and talked to Tyrion, and Tyrion's like, 
everything Tyrion said to him, I was like, oh, that's true. Oh, he's yeah. right. Oh, my God. This is all the tea. You know, he was right. Danny did all this stuff. He, she was killing bad people. But I have what one it was doing small was... thing to that, though. What's that? Because I totally get what you're saying. Like, because when Tyrion no, no, like, hey, I, she was killing all, like, all these bad guys and we're cheering her on, it made her feel righteous. But, right. like, also... They should have John hammered that on. killed evil people and are not as many evil people. Not as many. But it's, 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 it's. But like killing evil people is a thing on games. Oh, yeah, yeah. And every no, no, time I'm it not, happened, we cheered for other characters. That's so not even like. That's not even the point I was going to be making. I know. That's but my was, point. I'm not okay. saying it's your point. No, no. What I, I was, was trying like, to That was my at. only like, eh. like, I feel, I feel like Tyrion. I feel him. But I was also like, eh. But also like, I was cheered on John and Arya. Maybe Here's it's more a, self-reflection about myself. I can, I can get back to, to why <laughs> yeah, go I ahead, never go thought. Ahead, yeah. I can get back to why I thought Danny would never be on the throne later on in the podcast. Because that's a whole nother issue. Is that but, separate? Um, but John, very clearly, he's like, he doesn't, he loves Danny. And he doesn't right. want to betray his queen. I mean, it's like right. too pronged for him. He does not want to do this. But everything that Tyrion was say- saying to him was striking a third thing, which is his honor. And he was raised as Ned Stark's yeah. son. Even though he's not Ned Stark's son, he was raised as right. Ned Stark's son. And honor is extremely important to him. And mm-hmm. he couldn't he couldn't really turn his back on that. He I feel like he almost wanted to, but he just, he couldn't. And Tyrion knew he couldn't. And Tyrion is reminding yeah. him, he's like, listen, you know, if you'd have been on the back of that dragon, you would not have done this. You know yeah. you wouldn't have. And right. John's like, fucking hell, I knew it. So he walks over to <laughs> the throne room where Drogon is chilling out right in front of it. Was now, that such a cool shot? There's so many cool now, Drogon shots. Here's my thing. And here's and here's where I'm like Drogon is my boy because listen Drogon, how right was I, I and were you Drogon yeah. wins everything listen so he dra- the dragons are a lot more intelligent than we've been led to believe so far in this in this in this verse but as my yeah. husband pointed out to me my husband is a big big dragon fan me and Kyle <laughs> and dragons he he Kyle comes at dragons. him from from the 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 Lord of the Rings lore. And mm-hmm. he is used to dragons being extremely intelligent creatures. In fact, in a lot of different fiction, dragons could speak and not just speak, but speak several languages. And they were always kind of the most intelligent beings out there. Mm-hmm. Like you can't outthink a dragon. They're so smart. And they've never really kind of hit that that nail in Game of Thrones. But I feel like they kind of hit it tonight. And I was like, oh, well, that's that's pretty cool because a i think drogon might have known exactly what john was there to do but he let him in and i'll tell you why mm-hmm. he let him in because he's a targaryen i don't think Tyrion could have gone in there Mm-mm. i don't think Arya could have gone in there i don't think he would have even let gray worm in there but he let john in there because john's mm-hmm. a targaryen mm-hmm. and as a, as a, in a way he's he's blood you know he's they're of the same family mm-hmm. and drogon is loyal to his family and he's like i think drogon knew what danny did was wrong he did it because it was his mother telling him to do it and he's loyal to her but i think mm-hmm. he knew 
that it was well wrong. he's so emotionally in tune with danny i don't know yes. how he wouldn't feel the switch inside of her right that this I doesn't think... feel like mom you know like right. okay i'm gonna do it but like what's wrong with mom you know exactly like and that I kind think... of level intuition yeah and i think john was really the only person he would have let in there because not not because he didn't know what john was gonna do but because if anybody's gonna do it it should be john because he's the only one who should be able to. You know what I mean? Kind of like a distinction of honor. Almost. Yeah, well, way. I feel like if someone's going to do it, it should be somebody who loves her. Right, exactly. And I feel like that's what, what Drogon said. Now, what Drogon felt when he came in there, when she died, mm-hmm. when he felt her die because he came in there right away. Right. Well, you heard and, him screaming the minute, she, the, uh, like, it was like a, like a minute after, maybe not even that long after he put the sword in. You heard Drogon yeah. screaming. And oh of course you think Drogon's going to eat John or burn well, him. Well, that's what John thought. Right. John's and, like, but, all right, but, barbecue my ass. I'm ready to go. <laughs> but Drogon would never because John is a Targaryen. Right. And, and, and the dragon, I don't believe, would ever kill a Targaryen. Now, somebody who's familiar with the books can tell me I'm wrong. But that's that's the sense I got, that he would never hurt. Well, I feel like John. it's like a pack mentality. It's the dragons and wolves are very similar in their pack mentality, and I think. Right. Well, how does John? How does Drogon view Danny? Um, it's like dogs; it's they think mother. they're people, yeah. but like yeah. Drogon thinks Danny's a dragon, and she thinks, right. and he thinks John's a dragon. Like, right. it's right. Like my dog thinks he's a person. You're not. Right. He's not. <laughs> but he. But thinks he thinks he's he one of your family. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's fine, man. Do your thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like Drogon he understood what the real problem was. Yeah, that was probably the best moment uh, in the series. Finale. He understood that the big problem here was this goddamn fucking throne. Yeah. Drogon being a hundred percent done with the fucking throne is the biggest moods uh, of moods. And I was, I was like, so my proud. son is the shit. <laughs> I was, I was like, so yeah. Well, because I was, you know, how, like, my basic argument for Game of Thrones is I'm sick of this stupid throne. Nobody should get it. Drogon, right. or Drogon should get it. Rule everything. And let's just be done with this shit. And that's, like, kind of what happened. I mean, kinda. I mean, he didn't, like, rule the throne, but he, like, and it. Ate was, it. <laughs> here's, here's another thing. Like, I'm not a super big Danny fan. I'm not a super big John fan. I definitely was not a fan of them being a ship. Like, I wasn't a fan no, of their romance kinda, or anything. It was, it was still hard for me at the end. But that scene was, oh, my God, it heartbreaking. Good. It I was know. really good. I got to like, say, Amelia Clark. Well, what I love my about God, it, it so I, I mean, Amelia Clark, I had a hard time because, I mean, I don't really know how she even played the bell scene because it was so fucked oh. up. It was like, what? This is like flipping a switch and we're doing They didn't do a lot bells. of close-ups on her face. Yeah, they tr- <laughs> he's like, oh, look crazy. Bitch, be crazy. And she's like, okay. And like, Amelia obviously was having a difficult time with the the turn in this storyline as the Entertainment Weekly article. She fully is like, eh, this. I love that she says it came out of nowhere. Because she's like, yeah, it it's the same yeah. point that you and I had. Like, you can cherry pick your scenes throughout and be like, oh, this bitch was crazy the whole time, which is my, which was what my beef was with Tyrion. Um, you know, oh, she was always evil and we cheered her on and made her think she was good. It was like, eh, that's not the full story. Like, they very not much want to no, lay no. it at this foreshadowing table. Well, here, 
Here's and it's my like, thing. no, it's they not that simple. Arrived, they could have arrived at the same spot, which I believe was always going to be their intention. I believe they right. always intended to end up here. What they should have done is taken, taken, taken more care along the way to show the, the things, to show the cracks, to show the hints of her madness. They didn't. They didn't hammer in Yeah, the that cracks happening in so, this rapid succession in six episodes, way too fast. Way, way too, too fast. fast. Way too and fast. Like and like one scene in season seven where she bakes some, shol- you know, she fries a couple soldiers. I'm like, I make a very strong distinction between Danny killing in war and Danny killing innocent people. And at war, right. I'm like, that's no different than what John did. Honestly, it's not all that different than what Arya did because Arya was at war. I said, that's that's war. This whole concept so, that yeah, Danny's going to conquer by making tea with everybody. I was like, and then why, why do we hold her higher, more accountable for that than right. we do John? Like, that's bullshit. Why couldn't they have shown her... You know, in previous seasons, every now and then kind of snapping on somebody who is innocent. Right. That's but exactly it. Way. Yes. Like, why, didn't, like, why mm. didn't they do that? They right. could have done that. They, they absolutely could have. Well, and like Tyrion's but they arguing. Absolutely oh, she killed the master. Danny she... being the big, strong, yay woman, woman power. They, they right. And that then attention. they didn't. They flipped the script because subversive um, and shocking. And was, was no, I to- that that was my only problem with the Tyrion speech. It was like, OK, man. You're literally talking to the dude who uh, got the Battle of the Bastards rolling. Like, is, this is this is kind of insane. The speech in the scope of Game of Thrones with Ned Stark, with um, John, with Arya, with all the Starks. It's, to me, it felt like if Starks kill people, totally fine. If Danny kills people, <laughs> she has a vagina and ain't cool. It's like what? Okay. And I agree, she killed a bunch of innocent people, and yeah, that was terrible. But I don't agree that Danny, you know, uh, serving justice the way she did, killing horrible, evil people, was entirely bad. I would say maybe, like, I'm, tr- I'm honestly trying to think when the last time I had a beef with anybody that she killed. I was like, you know, I guess the soldiers, because she could have offered them, you know, like Tyrion suggested the tower. It was just, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it was, that games, was supposed to, if that was supposed to be her one, they were innocent type of kill. Right. It wasn't it was like, enough. Okay. They should have done It wasn't enough. They it really was. And they were soldiers yeah. and she gave them another option. Yeah. I just, you know, would John have done killing? Would he have jumped on Rhaegal and Rhaegar or whatever? And would he have killed a bunch of thousands of innocent people? Of no, course not. Everyone's in agreement not. that what Danny did was completely wrong. <laughs> but would John have marched on to the Red Keep and killed a bunch of soldiers? Oh, sure. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. Like, once the war was over, he would have, like, parted them or whatever. But the actual concept of Danny being a conqueror is not... um... But Danny did go too far in this Yeah, she went too far. But I was like, but that was, like, not... I I just... I still have just, like, image issues with it. And Ken Harrison said something interesting in the article, he was like, well, you know, just because he was worried about the sexist approach and he was like, you know, the argument against that is, you know, just because she's a strong woman doesn't mean that she's a, a goodie is how he said it, you know, where you have yeah. Cersei and you have, um, Danny and, you know, Danny and Danny, you think her intentions are good. And I think her intentions were good up until the point where she went crazy and 
Um, well, and I think it was it was clear that Danny had no intention of stopping there. Well, and yeah, and that was new. Like, again, it. that's new information. Like, yeah, Danny was new. always like, seven <laughs> kingdoms, seven kingdoms. And then it's like, she wins. She's like, we're going to, you know, the world is well, ours, no, bitches. It's like, wait, it what? Wasn't, that was the seven kingdoms. She wasn't happy with just taking King's Landing and then being like, okay, the seven kingdoms then have to fall in line. She was going go right. to go each of those seven kingdoms and make sure that oh. they fell in line. And okay, it was extrapolated like to mean entirely. she was going to ride on Drogon and do the same exact thing that she did to King's Landing to all if these other cities, including right. Winterfell, because you know Sansa, Sansa would never have been right. to me. Well, she listed never. Winterfell first for a reason, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. And it was like, mm, no, everything <laughs> after the bells, here's my thing. Everything yeah. up until the, everything up until the bells, I'm pretty comfortable with Danny's choices. And I like Amelia uh, Clark. She was like, I stand by Danny. You know, she, you know, she made some tough choices and, but after the bells, everything after the bells, no, Danny needs to die. Danny's crazy. This is nuts. Yeah. And I got to say, Amelia Clark did a really great job in that last scene. Cause that was a tough scene. Oh, beautiful. That was like, beautiful. how do you her, her... play? You have to play. She's crazy, but she also has, but to she's be acting like it's John... normal and fine. And like, it's normal yeah. and everything's cool. And she still has to be the, the woman John loves because otherwise right. it's not a struggle for John. And so he tried. And he really know, tried to is... reach her there at the end. He was like, come on, come around what to I my way of thinking it. here. <laughs> Cause I'm a big, you know, me Catholicism. We're big believers in the evil and the devil. And what I love about it is the seductive power of evil and how I'm always saying you can justify pretty much anything you want. And um, it's, that's why it's really important to have some kind of moral code. You know, I'm not saying you have to like be, um, following, you know, uh, the 10 commandments all the time, but if that's not your thing, but it's important to have something in which you filter through your lens, you know, where you can kind of have a reflection of yourself back to you if your decisions don't quite match up. Um, and it was so interesting to see how Danny's lens got corrupted and the whole John asking you know well how do you know what's good how do I know what's good how do you know other what about everybody else they think they know what's good um and she just was like well they don't get to decide and you're like oh honey that's <laughs> where <laughs> Over the ledge, over the ledge. And she does this great, where it's like Danny's back. Like, she's, like, there? Because, like, for a while, it's like, okay, Danny's gone crazy, and she's, like, not in the, she's not, Danny's not in the room right now. But, like, when John shows up, it's like she's Danny again. Yeah. And she's like, let's do this together, and let's, you well, know, she gave him a little bit of hope there, and, that it was going to be okay. Right! And you're like, yeah, and John's like, okay, you know. And, you know, it was just, she, Amelia Clark just, really rode that balance of sanity and insanity so perfectly well where you feel uh sympathetic for Danny and you're like oh god she's just a disaster zone of epic proportions but you know it's kind of like you can see which is why I was you know I think it I loved that I loved love love the debate about what is good and mm -hmm. is what John is what John John's doing is that good? Eh, you can argue both sides of it. You know, it's the same thing. What I loved about it is 
the story began with the Starks uh, when Ned Stark arrived in King's Landing and he meets Jamie in that same space. And Ned has a lot of judgment for Jamie because he plunged, you know, he stabbed the king in the back. He's the Kingslayer. And, you know, Jamie never felt he owed Ned Stark an explanation on that. Um, and he, Jamie was seemingly comfortable with that decision. Um, but it's still kind of, you know, I think it ate at him a little bit. Was that truly honorable? Probably, you know, not in like the black and white way. And I just love that it ends with um, Ned Stark's nephew essentially having to make the same call as Jamie Lannister. Mm-hmm. So only it's almost, it's more tortured because he's in love with her. Oh, yeah. It was like. I wish I was more of a John and Danny shipper because that scene. I do. Like, it's like, but then again, I don't city. because that seems like a terrible. I mean, I feel <laughs> terrible for them because, like, they really got epically shafted. Hosed. Like, Danny's gone. Big time. She's hosed. dead. Drogon pieced out. Oh gosh, the part where Drogon picks her up. I literally saw people who who are who are John and Danny fans, Daenerys fans, and also Danny fans were mad. The Drogon didn't kill John. Oh no, I love what you said. You have to say what you said to me on Twitter. What did I say? Because I was really excited. I was oh. like, oh, Drogon. Yeah, you guys say what he said. Because what did Drogon he, do? He broke the wheel. Right. I was like, oh. See, this is why you go talk to Callie after Game of Thrones episode. Because, like, I don't like get deep into Game of Thrones very much. I'm like, yay, Drogon wins. <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. He broke the wheel. I'm like, Oh, I get because it. Because Danny <laughs> kept saying that she was breaking the wheel. She was breaking the wheel. But what was she really doing to break well, the, the wheel? The wheel She was reverting to, to Targaryen type, which is be the conqueror. Well, that's why Drogon you know, was like, enough of this Thrones bullshit. It made mommy evil. I'm going to burn it. I mean, they're gonna and eat he it or really I'm burn is it. the one that broke the wheel. And I right. could not be prouder of my son. because I was like, did. my boy is he so grown most. right now. And he's just going to pick up his mama. <laughs> and he's going to like carry her to the you know little what? nest. And I don't know Listen, what they do with the bird. Like, have the, a little dragon burial. I don't know. The two best character arcs on this show were Sansa Stark and Drogon. 100% <laughs> accurate. 100. I'm incredibly happy with the endings of both their arcs, too. Listen, the I love the scene the show... though where Danny's walking to the army and Drogon flies up behind her and she has the dragon wings. I was like, whoa, yeah. that was awesome. See, I might have some fondness for Danny. Like, I don't I, think Danny's she's complete okay. shit. I didn't, I didn't ever hate Danny. No, I was just like, you know. But I wasn't like, I saw a lot of people that were like, oh my God, she's the best thing since sliced bread. And I'm like, no, but she's not. You know, really listen, good. I think you and I, we really never like had a lot of skin in the game with who should no, we never did. be on no. the throne. Like, I didn't no, really care. I didn't really care. No. I was like, you I know. didn't care. I feel I like, it felt the, like it shouldn't be yucks. a Lannister. I felt pretty comfortable about that. I was like, eh, you know, maybe not the Lannisters. Well, and listen, I, I knew I was like, it wasn't whatever. going to be the Lannisters because it had been the Lannisters for the whole goddamn show. Right, so. it's just, it's just, <laughs> it's just, that's the pendulum swing, you know? And I mean, I Starks lose everything, why... and Starks kind of gain that's, everything. That's the thing. It's kind of, you know, Okay, let, let me go back to why I knew Danny was never going to be on the throne, even oh, before right. this season. Okay. The reason I didn't think Danny would be on the throne, or that why she shouldn't be on the throne, is because her whole story has been about getting on the throne. Right. And... For me, it doesn't seem very dramatic 
for her, that to just play out the way she wants it to. And everybody expects yeah. her to get the throne and then she gets the throne. And it's like, okay, well, that's something. She marries you John know, it, and they pop out a couple kids. I mean, even Amelia like, Clark was know, like, that was never going to happen, guys. It was never going to happen. Know, I know that's what people want. Some people wanted, but I never saw that happening. Ever. No, I agree. I didn't. Um, never. Like, I didn't never really like formulate side. a theory on like who would get the throne. But, I just didn't think it was going to be her. Or right. And I was Atlanta like, Star. whatever. I was, just, I was, <laughs> was like, fun. whatever. But I also, like, I had no problem with her not getting the throne. I just wish they gave the crazy arc a lot more yeah. time to cook. They could have written it a lot better than they did. And a it lot was, better it, than it what was they did. And, like, and everybody atting us about foreshadowing. Stop. Listen, we don't, we understand that there's We get it, guys. I know exactly what scenes everyone is talking about. I watched <laughs> the show. We get it. We didn't miss anything. Well, but when you're talking the totality not... of the episodes in Game of Thrones and the arc, no, it was pretty, pretty shoddily put together, the, the flip of the sanity switch. There's talking about the telling of the story, right. which is the foreshadowing. And that Danny was always going to be mad. We all agree that the telling was that she was going to go mad. What we're saying right. is the showing didn't back that yes. up. And that's yes. what was disappointing is that they and had an messy. opportunity to show it. And they told us instead. And we're like, well, that's stupid. You know? Right. Like, <laughs> and that's okay. a horse saying. I was just we're like, not saying you, that she shouldn't have gone mad. Writers. I was just like, this is just like... <sighs> This is like yeah. your main female lead character. So could you like just not hose it up is all I was asking. Just a little, a little it bit of, and I, I'm it sorry. When good. the actress who's been playing her for eight years is like, well, that came out of fucking nowhere. Then it came out of fucking, then nowhere. it came out of fucking nowhere. guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, and as I said earlier this week, listen, if the majority of your audience is telling you that they don't feel the writing supported the turn that you took. Right. Then it didn't. I don't care if you, the writer, say, but no, it did. No, listen, remember, your audience tells you it doesn't, then it doesn't. Do you the remember in season eight? Do you remember in season eight? <laughs> or no, sorry, in season six, when Oliver went to prison and mm. we were all just like, what the fuck? And he doesn't tell Felicity and we we're all pissed. And like, he doesn't like, like really stupid. address it in the goodbye scene. And then Mark right. gave an interview where he, where he said, you know, well, if he told her, she would have convinced him not to go. So that's why he didn't tell her. And I remember, like, like screaming at my computer screen, <laughs> why did you not just fucking say that in the God Blessed show? That is something Arrow right. does a lot. They constantly, they in these interviews, they clean up the mess that's in the show. When if they could just put those words that they're saying in the interviews and make the character say it, it would improve the situation tenfold. But they don't do that. It's like they clean up the mess outside of the show. And I'm like, no, no, listen, the exit interviews with these two executive producers saying, well, it was there all along. It's like, no, sorry, son. If you ain't, if you aren't crystal clear in the show and if you're not, That's it's almost exactly like they didn't want to show their hand too much. But right. this is a situation where they needed to show their hand. It you was too to much about shock. They wanted you need to, be to show some hand. Show your hand. It's like they wanted it to be about shock. So they had it be this immediate crazy switch because of bells. And then they're all like, oh, why is everyone mad? Yeah, they're all sense. mad. It's like, the, what? The character <laughs> that we've been building you up to adore and love Right, and name your now, children after. <laughs> suddenly is the, the villain and everybody's surprised. Why are they surprised? It's like, listen, you guys could have done a better job of pointing out 
her villainistic tendencies earlier on. Well, and I have a different perspective on power. I really do. Um, I think I think the commentary on power um, is a little naive. Uh, I don't think power is this automatic evil. I think you can have good people um, wield power um, in good ways, but um, the actual desire of power, that if you desire power, that you are inherently wrong by that desire, I have a problem with that. Um, there are people who are just built a certain way, and I, I feel like my mom was saying that they had there was some kind of documentary she was walking that if you like, if everyone started out equal and you, you wiped everybody's slate clean, it would be the same people, you know, the ones that, you know, um, I'm trying to like think of people in history, you know, the railroad tycoons. It's like those guys have something in them that drove them to success. And that, that even if you wipe all that away, they would be the ones to rise up. You know, the Abraham Lincolns of the world would, still right the George Washington's like and that is an innate and you know they needed power in order to enact their good so I kind of feel like George Martin is kind of taken a little bit like well if you want power that's bad it's like eh, you know I can't want it I can't I don't want it I don't want it, I want it but okay I'll take it I'm like okay that's that's a great tv way of having of approaching power and a throne. Oh, I don't want it. I don't want it. We're just going to sign it to you, which is what ended up happening. Um, but when I apply that, uh, the you know, that perspective to the real world, I don't agree with that. And I don't, I don't agree. I think there are times where, you know, force is necessary. Mm-hmm. And that's okay with me. And I would rather have a country who's willing to defend our nation and, uh, defend other nations that are under threat than have them be isolationists and just be like, well, it ain't our problem. And sometimes in order to do that, you have to, you know, war is terrible and there's always a cost to war, but not every problem can be solved by having a cup of tea, you know? And there was a lot of me feeling like Danny just needs to sit down and have a cup of tea. I'm like, listen, (laughs) (laughs) These people own slaves. Like, this has actually happened in American history. We own slaves. How did the slavery end? We had to go to war. It's the most devastating war in U.S. history. So the, I, I understand the point Martin's trying to make, but I'm like, you know, it's a little idealistic for me. But yeah, anyways, well, Drogon was amazing, so I'm happy. Most most fantasy uh, right, it's a little idealistic. like okay, but can we talk about who got to be king? Because I was pretty. I don't happy. think you ever watched Lord of the Rings, and let me tell I you, I did watch <laughs> the movies. I finally okay. I oh, because yeah, you got mad because I said I didn't watch them, and you were like, <laughs> we can't be friends anymore. It was basically like we can't be friends anymore until I watch Games, Lord of the Rings, and Lost. And so I yeah. said, okay. <laughs> True point, but it's also again very idealistic. Right, that was pretty idealistic too, which is great. You know, that's the fun part of stories. They can be idealistic. It's like you don't have to apply every scenario in a book to real world scenarios. It's fantasy and, you know, go off. Have at it. But I loved how it ended up happening, who they picked king. Because, like, I had no clue who it was going to be. Like, I still had no clue who it was going to be. I knew like, exactly Bran being be. there didn't raise a red flag with me at all. No. I was I like, oh, exactly. cool, Bran made I... the trip down south. I was just like, all the Stark kids are coming to get John. 
I knew shortly after last episode that it was going to be Bran. Well, I was like, oh, well, this is going to make it a little... Because after he kills her and, like, Drogon picks up the body, which I think might have been the saddest scene in the oh, series. And he was, was all like, nudging her. He was all, like, like nudging, Simba like, get up, Mufasa. mommy. It was like, oh. oh. It felt like... Remember the Lion King? Yes, when, that's what I'm saying. It was Mufa- It was like Mufasa, Mufasa died and it was, like, <sighs> Simba. I was like, oh, this is horrible. Um... Like, like I actually horrible. thought he was just gonna like he kind of laid down next to her for a little bit, and then he just like picks her up with like one claw. I'm like, oh god. But like you honestly, if you're Danny, it's like that's the best death where she's with her son and makes me emo. Anyways, so yeah, they have the whole council, <laughs> and I love that it was like Sam was like, "Hey, we should like do a democracy," and everyone just laughed. I was like, "That's awesome." I was like, "Come." <laughs> That's a good idea. But you know what I just said to my husband? I was all, yeah, it's probably too soon for these folks. Right. It's like Basically, they're not there yet. <laughs> what, the, what they're doing right now is a bit like a, a proto-democracy. Right. Because it's listen, a little bit like. Bran, right. Bran can't have children. So there's no line of succession. Right. So what they're going to keep doing is keep having this kind of council right. of lords then select the next ruler. And I think, I feel like that will give way to democracy. Well, can eventually. I say that is very much the system in the United States. The founders were very much in favor of democracy, but they did not trust the people to make the intelligent choices. So that's why hmm. they protected it within this constitution of senators. And that's why we have the electoral college to make it even. But there is a constant, they they didn't want, you know, everyone's screaming, we need it just to be straight population vote. It's never going to happen because it's, it's, First of all, it protects smaller states, um, so you don't end up having with New York and California picking the president every time. But it also, they really framed our function of government as, yes, the people have the power, and no, they don't, because <laughs> we don't trust you. And you know what? That's fair. In human history, uh, no, us, us uh, people have not always made the best calls. So I love that they had, that they were like, Oh, well we'll just have a council and then we'll like decide like, and like, you know, everyone on the council, there's some shady figures, but you know, I was like, Brienne's there. So it'll be okay. (laughs) Brienne and Sam are there. It's fine. It'll be good. Yeah. It'll be fine. But yeah, I was like, Oh, I'm satisfied with how it ended. No, I was pretty happy. I I was like, I would Tyrion's going off about the story. I was like, Oh, is he still going to like try to sell Jon Snow? Cause I was like, that doesn't make, that's going to be hard because I think, like, That's Grey Worm's going to, like, I think Grey Worm's going to have sleep. a complaint about that. <laughs> I was like, John ain't going to make it. <laughs> um, and then he was like, Bran the Broken. I was like, oh, well, yeah, third-eyed raven, dude. He could see the past and future. And and I was, like, so confused. I was like, well, wouldn't Bran know that he's going to be king? And then when Bran was like. And that's why Bran's all like. He was like, why do you think I traveled this far? And I was like, Bran knew. I was like, oh. It's like Bran should have just like said stuff to like, hey, by the way, John. But like, if he tells people that it doesn't happen, I, the whole third eyed yeah. raven thing is. Oh, and I love that like his exit is like, I'm gonna go find Drogon. I'm like, yeah, like honestly, I just see Bran ruling the kingdom, having like third eye raven like flight dates with Drogon ninety five percent of the time. They're like, hey, Drogon, what you up to? What Nothing you doing, buddy? Big, just laying some eggs. <laughs> okay, cool. Just do it over there, not over here, okay? Okay. Yeah, like, don't you dragons, know, like, like, live a really long time, too? He'll find some other dragon. He'll make some eggs. There'll be some more dragons. It'll I know. There needs to be more dragons, right? There, like, there should the be, dragons. Yeah. I don't know if there oh, are God. any more dragons. Makes me sad. 
But Drogon lives forever is basically my headcanon. I, the only thing I'm really disappointed about coming out of Game of Thrones is what they did to Jamie. Oh, well, what did I say? I said, I don't believe he's dead until they show me the fucking body. And then I got the and body. And they showed you the fucking body. Like, you know what? <laughs> Screw you. And it was like supposed to be all poetically tragic. Cersei and Jamie, no. you know, came into the world together and left right. the world. I was like, this is bullshit. And again, this is them saying, you know, well, you know, not all, you know, some redemptive redemption arcs don't end up with the character redeemed. Like, yeah, you yeah, guys. Yeah, well, then honestly, what was the whole fucking well, point? Also, that's not the, <laughs> they're not the, this is what I love about writers. Writers always think I'm the very first person who's ever done this. It's like, no, you're not. Literally, the Greeks have written everything that ever happened already. And we're just copying them over and over and over and over and over again. So, like, there's that. And I'm like, no, I've read stories where the redemptive arc fails and the person doesn't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, it's like they were making decisions because like, we want to be like different. And I'm like, there's literally no different option. It's not different if you let Jamie be redeemed. It's not different if you don't let Jamie be redeemed. It's just what you do and what makes sense to the story. And Jamie going back to Cersei just didn't make a lot of sense to me other than the fact that he was just like i'm a horrible person and i don't i don't deserve brienne like this life that i could have with her i'm i hate myself too much it's like okay well that's disappointing jamie i mean and here's 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 my thought like i i tried to make my, my husband was not having it he's like yeah i don't think so but this is me trying to make <laughs> jamie trying to make it end. okay yeah trying to make it okay <laughs> <laughs> it's not okay, Cal. <laughs> my my husband wasn't buying it, but maybe you guys will. Mm, okay, we'll <laughs> so Jamie's whole problem, like when he told Brienne about that book of of knights of the realm, that he was like, "I'm not going to have a page in that book because I'm disgraced. I'm the Kingslayer. Right. That's what. It, that's my legacy is going to be. I'm dishonorable. I killed my king. Right. And um. Brienne sitting there and writing out his history in that book for him and mm -hmm. highlighting all the wonderful things he did over the years. And mm -hmm. then she pauses and she writes, he died protecting his queen. Right. She gave him his honor back. Right. Like that part of it, the Brienne writing Jamie's that was story. Beautiful. I was like, that was freaking beautiful. That was just perfect. I was like, because I liked that a lot. Well, and she is the only person really that saw the best in him always. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. she's the perfect person to write it. And even though Jamie's decision is heartbreaking and Brienne hates it and he broke her heart, I think there's a little part of her that's like respects it in a way just because I think she, she does she I think views she it as loyalty she and she's yeah. like yeah he's going down with Cersei that sucks but well she, and you know she, she wrote it down as 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 something to restore his honor here's the life. other thing here's the so. other thing I think it's a good important lesson um particularly for the youth uh you can't um love someone enough to fix them if they don't want to be fixed True. like there isn't enough love that you can give to a person that's just going to magically fix them. Right. If they are one, not re receptive to receiving that love and two, they don't want to love themselves and fix themselves. So 
Brienne can pour everything she's got at Jamie, and she did. She left it all out on the field before he left, and he said, no, I'm hateful. And that's it. That's, you know, then the rest of it, that's on Jamie. And Jamie rejected yeah. the idea of someone, um, of being loved by someone honorable, by he someone good. He couldn't handle it because he felt he had too much darkness. And yeah, in him. you know, did Jamie deserve what he got? Nobody. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he threw a kid out I mean, the freaking tower he paralyzed he did. a kid he, he did, did some pretty horrible stuff i'm not saying yeah. but it's just frustrating when you see him the jamie we saw at the end was not a jamie who would go back to protect cersei right well and here's and here's another thing back to what you were saying about they have to want to be fixed to mm-hmm. fix yeah you know to to bring it around to Elicity because I like to bring things back. Well, we can to always Elicity. do that, girl. We're so good. Um, <laughs> can Felicity bring it back never girl. would have been able to reach Oliver if he didn't want to, on some level, want to be reached by her. Oh, I have a real like you know I have a thing oh, yeah. about this. Oh, no. I like yeah. it's like a trigger with me because if someone says to me that Felicity. Is Oliver's light? I like flip nope. my shit. No, nope. because I'm like no, <laughs> no. He has a light of its of his own. She harnesses it. It's like she pushes the clouds away and the sun comes up. But the sun is mm-hmm. in Oliver. I have a real and thing about that. He wants to see it. He wants. He to wants see to that be sun. good. There is something yeah. in Oliver. He wants to be good. This is always the big uh, deciding factor with me. Between the anti-hero and the hero. The anti-hero fights the good in them. The hero fights the bad in them. That's the difference. Right. And Jamie was the anti-hero and Oliver is the hero. Right. And so Jamie went down as the anti-hero, hating himself, um, refusing to live a life that's honorable with a woman who, you know, truly loves him and make a bunch of baby and just live in joy. And he chooses to you know, hold on to the addiction and go down in flames with Cersei. Like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that's really all you can say about Jamie. And I think what Brienne did was like that, that Brienne light writing that last line, he died uh, protecting his queen. Um, It's much more complicated than that for Brienne. But she's not oh, it was, gonna like. It was an utterly selfless, selfless act. Move on her and part it's like, again, she, Brienne she is didn't the have hero. To do she that. didn't have to do yeah. that. Right. And oh my she gosh, how fucking happy am I that she is not pregnant? <laughs> I knew you were going to be happy. I was I so, listen, I know everyone's like, but Jen, you and the babies, you always love the babies. I no, do. No, but not if the, the but daddy, like, there the has been, dead. You know, like, it's really <laughs> becoming a thing. It's like, it's really starting to bug the shit out of me because what shows have been starting to do and have, like, I was okay, like, with it when I was, like, 15 or 16. But after 37 years of watching freaking television, I'm really fed up with television shows killing the male love interest. And then that's okay that they did that because the female is pregnant with his child, so she'll always have a part of him. It's like they use it as like a bargaining chip. Oh, we killed your fave, but we gave you a baby, so ta-da! So you can't be too mad. Can't be mad at us! Like, I think When Calls the Heart is the perfect example of this. Um, And they did it on Grey's Anatomy. They did it... 
So I was just like, don't do the pregnant thing. Because I just don't feel like Brienne, that's not her path. It's like she's a knight, you know. She's like Jamie. It's like, no, she wasn't going to, like, have kids and, like, get married and settle down. And she wants to protect the king. And that's, you know, that's where she's at. She's protecting Bran, which is amazing. Yeah. Can we talk about Sansa? I love Sansa. I have, I, listen, when I started watching the show, I was with everybody else. Oh, she's a spoiled brat. Oh, she's a pain in the ass. She's the Thea of Game of Thrones. But even better than Thea. Oh, yeah, way better than Thea. (laughs) I have, I have, I have so much love for Sansa because when I said that her arc, her and Drogon's arcs are the best arcs on the show. I'm not even kidding. Because no. that was flawless. <laughs> no, she started off I love a character who starts off low I know, and ends up like your high. Crack. This is crazy. That is my yeah. bag, baby. That's where Kelly gets her. <laughs> I love every single moment. Do I love the suffering that she had to endure? Of course not. But no. you can't deny that it really made her who she is. I know, and she like, likes who a, she is There's now. a big pushback against, there is a you know, pushback. rape as a, uh, as a way to, uh, it's a terrible trope. character growth in female characters, like as a, it's a terrible trope, and I would argue yeah. that she could have achieved this growth without that because listen, I mean, her she went died. through a lot of died. trauma. I mean, there was just yeah. plenty of tragedy. Joffrey tortured her. Right. You know, she had all these terrible things happen to her. That didn't that didn't have to be a part of it. And so I like to try to pretend like on an average given day that that wasn't a thing that actually happened. And I just am like, okay, well, I just, you know, delete. <laughs> that wasn't a thing that didn't happen. Well, again, it's fine. Whatever. I, I forget it because like there was a... I don't. I don't like it. Well, there's a it... there was a big outcry when she was sitting there and talking to Tyrion. Yeah, I think, I didn't and how like she's that like either. not the little bird, and that's what made her not the little bird. And there was a big pushback, and I didn't have a problem with it, but that's because of my own religious beliefs, and people have real big issues with my religious beliefs, and that I believe there is uh, I can describe it as God has an active will and God has a passive will. Like He allows things to happen to you, and sometimes those things are terrible. And, um, you know, we're not going to know the reason why for all the suffering. In fact, I don't really even think that's the appropriate question. I don't think asking why um, we suffer is what he's driving at. It's how do we handle it. And And um, Sansa, at the end of the day, she doesn't she doesn't look back on her suffering as a negative yeah and like I, I that's that's, that's what I said to my amazing. sister like yeah. the way I described it to my sister after she lost um her uh one of her children her daughter was born stillborn and I was just like you know if God came down from heaven right now sat down had a cup of tea with you and was like here's all the reasons why your daughter is not you know why she had to die and why she's with me in heaven, not with you. And I was like, would any of that be a, would, would God be able to convince you that that was the right call? Oh, that, oh, that makes total sense. Okay. Yeah. I, it's okay. You could, I don't need my daughter with me. No. I was like, that's just, you just be like, well, that's bullshit. You know, I was like, there's just going to be some suffering where even the why you're like, Oh, fuck that. And then you get up to heaven. It's just like, okay, never mind. You don't stop caring. So, you know, I was just like, that's my point with, with the part of suffering that, that the why 
even if we have a why, it's not going to be a satisfying answer. What what the point right. of it is, is that, you know, you hopefully take it and it doesn't even have to make you better. It just, it changes you in a way that hopefully that propels you forward. Um, and a lot sure. of the times I believe suffering, the intent is to break us. That's the yeah. intent. It's not, it's so that For we Santa. learn that we're not on our own, you know? For Sansa, what I loved wasn't her, that she suffered. What I no. loved was how she rose above. And that's the same thing that I love about Oliver Queen. Well, he suffered and he rose above. But what happened and how did they rise above? You know, Sansa eventually figured yeah. out she's not going to be able to do this by herself. She leaned on her brother. She leaned on her sister. You know? Yeah. yeah. She did a lot of political Trusted maneuvering. Trusted Right, exactly. And trust me, Sansa did a lot of stuff on her own. I'm not taking anything away from Sansa, but she no, also no, no. learned um, who she should trust and who she right. did lean on. And that's the same that can be said of Oliver Queen. Oliver Queen, a large right. part of his journey um, and the way out of suffering was through. And by doing that, he he leaned on the people he loved and trusted he was broken multiple times and every time the way he found his way out of it was reaching for the people he loves that's essentially that's the how that's the how so I like stories that reflect that because I think that that's the only way life is even remotely survivable yeah true so uh, who else are we going to talk about <laughs> I'm trying to think. Ghost. Oh, okay. Let's ghost. talk about Jon Snow. Let's talk about my John. Uh, John was reunited with his true love, Ghost. I'm completely acceptable ending for him. I like that uh, he's too broken in the end. You know? Yeah. Like, it would have been really problematic, like you were saying with loyalty, for John to take the throne after killing Danny. Right. It's like, eh. It, it, no, that eh. wasn't going to work. And I was like, how does that work with the Unsullied and the Dothraki? Yeah, they like, they're fairly they passionate weren't have groups. It. They're not going to have that. <laughs> um, so the whole thing of, you know, that would start a war. And then if they killed you, that starts a war with the North. Because Sansa ain't having it. So, you know, again, we see why Bran is the perfect choice. He finds uh, the compromise where basically everyone's unhappy. So, good job, Bran. Um <laughs> and he goes back and he, okay, can you explain to me, is he like leaving Castle Black to go live with the Wildings? Basically, yes. Okay, so that, I was because like, there listen, is no Night's Watch really anymore. Well, He's just what are they going to gonna watch for? Right, there there's nothing no to watch. White Walkers anymore. Yeah, and there I was mean, a, there will be again, right. I'm pretty sure, because I think I heard somewhere that there's always going to be a Night King, you know. The, the, they'll they'll return someday. Right. But for right now, there ain't none. So well, he can go off and right, be with and his go, wildling buddies. Well, and, and you know, I got to say, there's something fitting about that because it kind of returns John to his first love, which is Egret. So I was never, yes. I was just never a big John and Danny fan because I was a much no, bigger John either. and Egret and, yes, uh, and uh, Drogo and um, Danny, Danny fan. I just, yeah, I, you know, those here. two I'm, first I'm loves the same. were... On and point. it's no mistake that when Tormund left, that he told John that he belonged in the North, the true North. Right. And yeah. Can you see Jon Snow down south? No. No. He's like Ned Stark. He couldn't it's do like, it. He's a mess. Well, and I just <laughs> and love so... that after killing Danny, he's a fucking disaster. Like, 
not yeah. functioning. I'm like, yeah, that feels good. Because, you know, it did take some of the... I don't know if it was, like, misogyny out of it, but, like, I was like, okay. <laughs> he doesn't get the throne took- either. Everyone, nobody gets the throne. <laughs> Well, I we, I mean, I wasn't expecting him to be on the throne. He was he was never. I, I didn't know to what that. to expect. Well, I, listen I after I, after the Bell situation, I was like, literally, I was expecting. Like, no. I was expecting Brienne to be pregnant. I was expecting John on the phone I, or on the throne. I was just like, it's all gonna be like worst case. Scenario. I I had all I had week no to think about this, and I gelled my my mm-hmm. thoughts, and they pretty much all worked out exactly. I had no. I, I had no were. preconceived. Um, I knew John. John wasn't likely for the throne for the reasons that we hey, said. Hey, but you know, did you just notice? Doesn't make any sense. Did you notice what? there isn't a single ship that survived on that show? They none of them were of endgame. Oh, you mean the ship ships? Yeah, no, like romances. Yeah, no, but like, listen, none of them. I've always said <laughs> that you should never ship on Game of Thrones. It was a terrible. Well, show but like, to ship on. that's unusual for a TV show. That I will say is different. Like, not. A single one of them ended up with. You haven't finished Lost. I know. No, <laughs> see, I disagree with you about that because I know how it ends. So. Yeah, but it how it ends. But they don't do the then, trite but... in the hot. You know, everyone gets together in, in heaven. Like that counts for me. Like they left it at the. You know. You know. But I'm talking in the present, in the living. No, I know, but I, see, when they do that in the heaven thing, that counts for me. Like oh, that's okay, pre- a presentation of Endgame <laughs> for me. Like they don't sure, if they sure. don't present it on screen in any way, shape, or form, then I'm like, no, nobody worked out. It's not like Arya's okay. gonna die and like reunite with Gen, you know, Gendry in heaven. It's like no, they were done. They she were was done. Like later, dude. She Jamie did not left Brienne. You know, John killed Danny. <laughs> Woo. I mean, it was brutal. That ship went up. I know, like, ooh, this is bad. I do. It's just, it's so, I just do feel, I feel so bad for the John Dan fans. I'm like, why couldn't they just get married? It's like, well, you know, that could have worked. Because it's Game of Thrones, honey bunch. crazy. Listen, listen, I've been saying all along to get invested in a ship on this show is a fool's errand. The only reason I was for Jamie and Brienne is because I never thought they'd happen. And then they happened and I was like, oh, well, shit, that could be I did kind of like, like fist pump it was a little at the yeah. end there because you know yeah. Ned Stark's son is king. I was like, yeah, take that yeah. Lannisters, stick that p- in your pipe like, and smoke it. Is that like it. the first time a Stark has been the king? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It's crazy. But yeah, it's awesome though. I, I loved know. it because listen, like you were saying, it's a pendulum swing, right. and the Starks started off so low. At the end of season one. And they right. ended up the highest at right. the end. And that, God bless it. I, I love know. that. I'm like, that's the shit. And Sansa is a great Ugh. lady. She's not only a great lady. She's a motherfucking queen, yo. Queen in the north. And I love that it's they didn't. I was getting nervous at the end because they were like dressing her. I was like, if this is a fucking wedding to some rando, I'm going to be so pissed. And no, it was just her crowning. I was like, good. But you know, she'll get married to some rando. I know. But she's like, I don't, I don't really want to see it. It's like, eh. I know. Well, we aren't because it's over. <laughs> I don't care. I know. I'm like, I don't, just like, she rules for 20 years and then she's like, okay, you know, you, I'll marry you. Pops out a couple babies and then like, whatever. Well, and I love what John you know, says to her because she does feel terrible because she's like, they lost their king. He's like, you know, you're the queen. You got this. It was really sweet. Yeah. The whole goodbyes with the Starks at the end. 
That, that was, was great. Beautiful. That was really good. And I, I love too that we had eat crow on the whole John doesn't say goodbye to ghost thing. Oh, I know. Remember how like that there were so many people so oh not enough CGI, huh? Well look at all the dragons. Everyone was so pissed that John leaves the north and doesn't say goodbye to ghost. Because he's not saying goodbye to ghosts. He's going to go back I to I was him. so happy in that moment. There was so much satisfying about this episode. That's why I like Yeah, I was good. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm good with I'm good with end. it. That's fine. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I like pretty much where all the characters ended up. I just, my main complaint is like the Danny arc is messy. Yeah. It's really messy. That was they, sloppy they writing. Better. But like, they, I they, just they didn't want it to be sense. like a complete disaster zone of like epic proportions and they like you know i'll give them like you know seven i'll give them a little bit of credit eight on the land, yeah on, on the land it was better know? than the last episode so oh god that. yeah yeah well we can't get much worse than five <laughs> that's a real low point it's a really bad episode i love how the, uh, the eps are like not giving interviews they're like off in aruba or something like just drinking themselves into oblivion and interestingly enough because they're like they've made all, i'm so confused on like this whole like i don't know if george martin is ever going to finish these books i'm like legitimately concerned for fans of these books that he like may never finish this because he seems to take his sweet ass time and so he told them how it ended but like they're super evasive if like they're following the ending or if they're like listen you know what i heard just why would he tell them the ending and like this is the show shows the ending and then nobody buys the book i don't know listen i i heard this just before the episode aired that george r R. martin wrote the last seven minutes oh i like that yeah. Which is why that really worked. That's why probably why we liked it. <laughs> Possibly. But I liked, there's a more that I liked too. Like I liked the Drogon stuff. I liked the Brienne stuff. I like, you know, there's a, a lot that I liked. There's yeah. a lot that I liked. Yes. I liked it. I I'm not, know. I'm not, I'm not mad. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty mad. good. Like, you know, the most important thing in a, in, a, in a series finale is, like, that they give me closure and I can be, like, I can say goodbye to the characters now. Yeah. And I'm very much I at that like point where that. I'm, like, yeah, it's cool. See you guys. Have fun. Yeah. And, you know, Tyrion ending up as, you know, um, his hand. The hand. I thought that was hilarious. Let me tell you. <laughs> I was cackling my little butt off because here he is. He drags Brian out. Bran comes down because he knows Tyrion's going to do this, right? Right. So... <laughs> Tyrion's all like, Bran should be our king. These are all the reasons why Bran should be our king. Throws Bran right in front of the bus. Right. right? <laughs> and so and so Bran's like, all right. Well played. Mm-hmm. Guess who's going to be my hand now? Right. And, and Tyrion's like, oh, no, no, no. I no, don't no, want to be a hand. And he's like, oh, do you think I wanted to be a king? <laughs> Guess what? You Back at put you, me up bitch. Here. <laughs> you put me up here. You're going to be my hand. And that's how it's going to be. And Tyrion's like, God damn it. He got me. And it was like, I loved it. I loved it. I yeah. was fine with it. And by the way. I, he, I like how he said that was the way that Tyrion could make up for all his mistakes. You know, yeah. that, that was his way to make it up to the realm. Yeah. Which. And I acts. was like, okay, service. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah you I, know, Bran is an honorable man who doesn't give a shit mm-hmm. about power. So he's basically John 2.0 in some Basically. regards so it all worked but out. less less emotional even less emotional <laughs> john is just so emotional well and here i want to add to you on our suffering discussion uh 
That's just my personal worldview. Trust me, it's something I've talked a lot about in error reviews and that kind of stuff, and I have had plenty of people disagree with me. You do not have to agree with my perspective on suffering. I completely understand, but it's just that's just my my personal mode of operation. So it's completely acceptable with people having a problem with, you know, the whole Sansa cool with, you know, rape maybe stronger. Yeah, that's, you know, uh, not a great. <laughs> and that's something I would say too that they do a lot in TV. It's like it is. They do it too much as a, like a story propeller. Eh. Well, like I said, you know, they didn't need to add that in. In fact, what I've heard, because I haven't read the books, Mm -hmm. but I've heard that that rape actually happened to a different character. Oh, that's messy. And the writers wanted her to have that. that. Yeah. Okay. And it was like, so they didn't need to do that. She could have, she'd already suffered enough. Like, I felt like in season six with the Battle of the Bastards, it was a lot about uh, Sansa's virginal honor with Jon. And I was just like, you know... That's a little much. We don't need to like but make you know it what? about Listen, that. We're not going to accuse these writers of being like super enlightened. <laughs> no, can we just like you know, accept that? Like, no. I just feel like that's they're, a level they're, that they're pretty. Like, could you just like lame. understand that maybe they don't get like the female perspective? They really don't. I they feel needed like that's more a women in that assessment. writer's room. <laughs> <laughs> like, if Kate Harrington was like, oh, this looks kind of kind of sexist, room. guys. Like. Okay. Y'all, y'all should probably listen. Right. (laughs) And don't add, like, the other thing was like, well, you know, Sansa and Arya turned out okay. Like, yeah, look, that's, you don't get to just, just be happy with your female characters that did okay. Like, eh, you you just don't have to do that. I reject that as well. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's stop doing that altogether. How about that? Listen, and, and my husband, who is on fire tonight, by the way, he's, had all the 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 good nuggets um he said you know that that you don't like what game of thrones did then this is where you get to maybe if you're a writer write your own story and this is how stories get made if somebody sees something they're like ah this is dissatisfying to me for these reasons maybe i should tell my own story and that's how it should go really because yep. that's how we get inspired to write that's what I'm gonna stories do. And make new stories, and right. and it's much more fun to be the just, writer. So maybe the women who are upset with how Danny was handled, with uh, upset with the trajectory of certain things, can be like, you know what? Let's let's do a whole new fantasy epic, mm-hmm. <laughs> and written by a woman that that tells that story the way it should be told that hasn't that. been told before. And those before, stories you know? exist. Like, it's not like there aren't any stories of female no, no, fantasy but heroes mean, being the shit. You know, like, you know, that happens. But, like, when you consider, like, the big names are, like, Lord of the Rings and Game of oh, Thrones. Oh, it's all men. It's, like, it's all, all men. It's they're all pretty men. much, yeah. they're pretty male-focused. Like, the we whole need another aspect something... of television, film, and movies and that kind of stuff, it's still male-dominated. The whole industry is male-dominated. So, you know... Well, before I forget, what do you? How do you feel about Robert Pattinson, former vampire, being tapped to play Bruce Wayne? Okay, <laughs> I have thoughts. Is anyone surprised? I've, that I've I have been wondering what you Batman. think about this. Listen, I don't like have a Rob Pattinson hate on. I know you don't. I, know, I really I know don't. don't. I like Rob Pattinson. You I know, think he's, he's hilarious. He's a pretty good. Like, I don't feel I, like Twilight. He's a good actor, and I think he's hilarious. Okay. I think he's hilarious. Like, here's the him, situation with but... Twilight. 
Can we just be? We're gonna have a little discussion about Twilight. But he's a he was a vampire, and now he's gonna be Bruce Wayne. That's so I just wanted right. That's your gonna input. be. You know what? <laughs> Life takes surprising turns. I want to have it because a lot of this is like judgment on Twilight. Yeah. Rob Pattinson was not the problem in Twilight. No. If no. you read the books, you, you realize know exactly where the, the problem source, was. The source of material was sh- for shit. Okay, like Stephanie Meyer was, was the problem. No, I'm sorry, she was not. <laughs> listen, the books are what they are. I love that people love them. It's a it's a fun read. It's light. It's not like, but we, it's not War and Peace. We're not like redefining the genre yeah. here. It's, and it's they corny just took even the as book you're reading it, though. And, <laughs> like honestly, I feel like I feel like you know as I'm reading it. Well, it felt very much like a teen novel, like it a is, half yeah. step above you know Sweet Valley High. Yeah, and we're not basically you know, no one's handed out Oscars to the Sweet Valley High television show. Yeah. It was you know they took the content, and they put it on TV, and it was it's what it, the book was. Air this is not you know <laughs> right. We're not doing Pride and Prejudice. It's fine. So everyone gets all uppity about. Rob Pattinson, if you actually ask Rob Pattinson about Twilight, he's hilarious about it. Oh Listen, my God, he's the so kid funny. took his 20 mil because he ain't stupid, and he played a vampire <laughs> in a couple of movies, and now he gets to do his pick of movies. Uh, yeah, I would do the exact same. What do you want me to do? You want me to sparkle? Sure. Okay. I also have mad okay, respect now- for the dude. Because he would not work out because they wanted him to have these abs. And he's like, fuck that yes. shit. So they had to paint it on. I'm like, that's awesome. But yes, as far but as But he's Batman, probably going to have to work out for Batman. Well, he's <laughs> he's going to have something. to get in the gym. Like, I think about the whole <laughs> Batman thing, I try to like, keep an ladder. open mind. Because it's like, I remember when Heath Ledger was announced as the Joker. And everyone was like, pretty boy, 10 things I hate about you. Give me a break. And he was like, Oscar award winning. He was amazing. amazing. So, um. You know, and everyone was like, oh, I feel like when Bale got announced, everyone was pretty positive about it because it's fucking Christian Bale. Um, But they threw a fit when Michael Keaton was cast. I remember that. Yes. I remember that. Well, see, that's what people... See, there's a generational thing. Like, we, me and Callie, the the Batman (laughs) we grew up with is Michael Keaton, and he will always reign supreme. Michael Keaton And he was amazing. And this is like because Michael Keaton was a primarily a comedic actor, and he was hilarious. They're all like, Mr. Mom is yeah, going to oh be Batman. By the way, if you've never seen Mr. Mom and you just want it's like a rewind into that's the eighties, that's my childhood. That's seriously my childhood. It's so yeah, much my childhood. Seriously. If you want to know what it was it like is. growing up in the eighties, watch yep, Mr. Mom. That's it. Hundred percent. Coupons, the soap operas, oh, everything. Yeah everything <laughs> mr mom is a great movie it's go watch it's mr. hysterical mom. um <laughs> but yeah he was like this stellar batman and we've had bad he batman was george clooney was terrible and like they've tried george to cast going great. forward like you Val know actors was they, passable like past like <laughs> actors they thought would like be okay you know like they oh this will fit val kilmer was ben uh, affleck uh, <sighs> You know, I didn't hate Ben Affleck in Batman versus Superman. I didn't hate Batman versus Superman the way people hate it. I really didn't. Um, I never watched it. (laughs) I really actually was quite... Like, I was very moved by it at the end just because of, like, all the Jesus allegory. which And it was over, like, uh, the Holy Week. It was released, so I appreciated that. Like, someone in DC is going through, like, a major, like, Christian faith upheaval. 
between that and Wonder Woman, I was like, something's going on over DC. Like, someone just discovered the Bible or something because it's just, it's like, it's very hardcore over there um, with the imagery. Uh, yeah, no, I'm actually kind of, I am pleasantly curious. Let's just put it that way with Mr. Rob Pattinson. I'm interested to see what he does with it. You know, I like that they've got a little own. younger. I, you know, I get yeah. what they were going for with uh, Ben Affleck and the craggly old dude. But, you know, we did. We just ended on that with Bale. Like, we ended yeah. with, you know, Bale, like, you know, with the cane. And, like, we don't need to do old Batman again. I'm kind of, you know. One well, time was <laughs> enough. He ended up with Catwoman. Everything what was, was it? I saw somebody took a picture from, like, some Batman cartoon that had, like, the old Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the young Batman guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I forget what his name is. Terry McGinnis or something like that. Anyhow, yeah. Like the Batman Beyond Batman. Yeah. Like oh, like, that's always my favorite yeah. Batman. Anyhow, they had a picture of old old Bruce Wayne next to Terry McGinnis Batman. And and then they were like, what if we had this, but with Robert Pattinson and Michael Keaton? And I was like, I would like to see it. Sir. Yes. Please and thank you. <laughs> I would like to see it. That was always like, why can't, I was always now. like, if we're doing old Batman, why don't you just go get Keaton? He's aged 20 years. He's not old, but I'm sorry. I just Batman. have like major. Well, I was like, you guys just don't understand how amazing Pfeiffer and Keaton were. Oh, the whole Catwoman. They it was were just perfect. Like, it was just, it, it was, was epic as shit. And then like it got mm-hmm. super campy with, it did get with, um, Kilmer, and, Kilmer and, and, and Clooney. Clooney was the low. I mean, that <laughs> movie with Schwarzenegger, I remember seeing that in the theaters. I was so excited. It was and so I bad. remember when it the credits so rolled, bad. like Schwarzenegger's mo- name came first. And I was like, well, that's fucked up because Clooney's playing Batman. And I was just like, that's not a good sign. And it was probably the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And for some reason, Christian, um, Chris O'Donnell got blamed for it. Like, Clooney came out of it unscathed, and, like, it was all Chris O'Donnell's fault, and he couldn't get arrested for, like, 10 years until he got NCIS. I was like, what the fuck is that? It wasn't his fault. It wasn't Batman. Like, I'm, like, weirdly protective of Chris O'Donnell. Listen, Chris O'Donnell was a puppy dog in the 90s. He He was! was He was was fantastic. Listen, the movie Three Musketeers, did you see that? I didn't, but I love the one where... Oh, my God. I love the one where he was with George or Drew Barrymore and she was crazy. Oh, that was a great movie. I can't remember the name of it, though. Listen, okay. Three Musketeers. It was like fall of 93. So that would have been my senior year fall of 93. Mm -hmm. Yes. Me and my friends were like all about the fucking Three Musketeers that fall. We went and saw it in the theater several times. And we like listened to the music from the soundtrack. We were so freaking into it because he had Chris O'Donnell as D'Artagnan. And then you had the Three Musketeers, which were, um, which was Charlie Sheen. And that was before he went nuts. I have a hard time with Charlie Sheen. And and you had Oliver Platt, who back in the 90s, he was was always the funny guy. And then you had Kiefer Sutherland as the other one. And so you had all these really cute guys. Yeah. And like this great music, and it was all very '90s campy, and there was like romance, and there was a the queen 90s were and so a king, campy. and they I were romance, and it was just, just it was, it was like Rebecca De Mornay played some like 
kind of morally gray lady oh, that was like previously Kiefer Sutherland's wife, but she was like turned evil, but like he had to kill her. And it was, it was basically an awesome movie and you need to see now it. Now this triggered the Three real reason why I'm hyper projective over Chris O'Donnell. Cause now I really remember that I am, what movie I fell in love with him and why he will be hmm. forever. My puppy dog. Son of a woman. Son of a fucking I woman. Yeah, and see, I can't even believe like I I'm embarrassed. That. I knew it. You know I me knew and Pacino. That was what you were say. Me and Pacino. Yep. Yep. Just don't. I knew it was going to be sent. It's always Pacino But that's the same me. time frame as Three Musketeers. Go watch right, it. Right. It was very. Chris O'Donnell was very hot in the 91. He was to extremely hot. And then he ruined Batman. And then he got and Batman. Everybody blamed for Batman. <laughs> and then he couldn't <laughs> get arrested. While George Clay goes on to make millions. I'm like, okay, first of all, George gets the big paycheck. And then Chris O'Donnell like, has to like spit out these cornball lines. And then it's like, oh, it's all Chris O'Donnell's fault. And weirdly, too, Alicia Silverstone, because she played Batgirl, and then oh my like, God, yes, she was Batgirl. Like, why is it like? The but secondary? she wasn't. She wasn't Commissioner Gordon's. It was daughter, oh, like she's supposed to be. She was, was Al- Alfred's, Al- Alfred's niece or something. Niece or granddaughter, yeah, really grandniece weird. or it was like granddaughter. Yeah. I, don't I was like, know. what? I was like, what no. the fuck? It was messed up. <laughs> <laughs> so like the whole mystery and like Arnold, but like. Really, if you want to talk about who was terrible, we can lay it right at Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger's feet. Like it was. Bad. Oh God! It was. Just he was bad. the worst. So no, I I would say that Christian yeah. Bale like revived, of course, the Batman franchise. I was very happy with Christian Bale. I really yeah. loved him as Batman. He was he was pretty much fantastic. He felt the closest. That storyline was the closest to Batman Beyond, which is my. Listen, favorite Batman. Every single time, Batman. every single time I see somebody, um, every single time I see somebody, uh, like in fan fiction, they like insert like Bruce Wayne into Elicity stories. Right. I always picture him as as the Christian Bale Batman. Right. Every time. I was so jazzed with the whole storyline in Batman Begins because it was just it was straight out of Batman Beyond. It was straight out of the cartoon. I was like, that's the, that's what I watched with my dad. We watched that. And I just, I just, it was a, like, listen, if you want good Batman content, you go watch Batman Beyond. I know it's an animated TV show, but it's, it's the shit. It's really good. So mm-hmm. was re- it was like, listen, it was I seriously great. Like, I'd watch Michael it now Keaton. as a 37 year old woman and be completely riveted. Just so you know. I want to see. Robert Pattinson. I am like more. Is maybe it's morbid curiosity, like, but actually, I think it. Robert Pattinson. <laughs> I remember <laughs> me and my mom had a big discussion because there was like all this screaming about when they passed Rob, uh, when they cast Rob Pat- Pattinson as Edward. Like people weren't happy, yeah. and my mom was like, "Nobody's ever happy. I know, no one is ever happy with castings. Like I can't even like really think." <laughs> they were when... pissed when Stephen Amell was cast as all. Yeah, they queen. didn't. They weren't happy with Sarah Michelle Gellar. They didn't like Nina Dobrev for Elena. They loved Ian Summerhalder for Damon. I remember that. Like, there was, like, a lot of, oh, perfect kind of attitude for for him. But I was just like, yeah. I remember when they cast uh, Alan Rickman as Snape, and everybody was like, that is the perfect yeah. casting. And it was. It <laughs> well, literally daughter, was. Like, watched the third Harry Potter movie, and she's, like, really crabby about it. She's like, they did a terrible job. She's, like, super pitiated. I don't know where she gets it from. <laughs> Gee, I wonder. <laughs> Listen, I don't think the third movie is as good as the third book, but the third movie is my favorite movie, which tells you. Yeah, how I'm I feel still about not. La, la, I'm like behind the book still, so I kind of in terms of the books. 
Right. I skipped out because I was like, go ahead and watch it. I'm going to, I'm still reading. Because like, I, I care way more about reading the books than I do watching the movies. I don't really care about the movies. The books are so much better than the right, movies. Right. That's kind of like I'm the movies feeling. screw so much up. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Right. It's like, don't know how to do shit. I know. I mean, do, do movies ever. <laughs> I really can't think of when a movie right. was better than a book. Listen. I can't either. I can't but really there, there are movies where <laughs> I'm like, okay, one. this is okay. I will accept this. Like 2005's Pride and Prejudice. That is okay. I will accept that. That was that the movie. one with um, Kira Knightley. That is my fave. Michael McFadden. It's good. That is like Michael McFadden. Holy Michael shit. Michael McFadden. Sex. Fadden. Fadden. Yeah, On it's a good. Stick. Very good. There has Very never good. been a hotter. <laughs> Like, I feel like there's a really big... Okay. Everybody's all like, Colin Firth, Colin Firth. No! Yes, no! Like I know that's exactly what I'm saying. They're all about Colin Firth and the BBC special. I'm like, yeah, no, you gotta watch no. that. I'm like, no. 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 Oh, I watched Listen, a couple episodes. I was like, this is like watching paint dry. Where's where's my Michael? I like Colin Firth as Mark Darcy right. in Bridget Jones's diary. That's where I like but him. That's, but like him yeah, is like the that's, prim that's and proper, yeah, not working yeah. for me. Mm. The field no, when like, he's walking like, down the field to Kira Knightley, and he and Kira Knightley were like uh, smoldering. It was just like holy boom. shit. How about that time where he helped her into the carriage? Oh, and, and like his zoomed hand in on his hand. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, like, he's all flexing. Oh, and then she's oh. like, and then when they were like fighting in the rain, I don't know what it is about rain, but it just makes everything hotter. And they're fighting in the rain because he just proposed to her in like the worst possible way. And she's like, "You're the last man I I would ever prevail upon to marry." And like he almost like it's like they like they're so angry, but then he like almost leans in to kiss her, and then he like because they're just like super turned on. It was just it was great. <laughs> okay. I was like, you guys need to have hate sex right now, but it would have been completely inappropriate. But that's what they wanted, hate sex. In fact, I love the USA were so I love extra. that they added the They and added yes. a kiss because yes. the United States citizens yes. would be un- not happy with, without having a kiss. Nope. And that is for like, fucking no, listen, right. This is the I was United like, absolutely, this is the USA. Need right, have. this is the freaking USA. You put a kiss in it. <laughs> All this British bullshit, no kissing. Like, it just ends with the dad. No. And like they're in their underwear. Thank you, Jesus. And like she's living in the castle. They could probably just had sex. Yep. And she's like telling oh, and he's like they're discussing like what he's gonna nickname her. It's like whatever. Give me the dirty names too. I wanna hear that. So it was this is just that movie is in my top five fave movies. It is a great movie. Whenever I, I need to like Gone with like, the Wind, and Pride and Prejudice. I will watch that one because it's so good. Oh, I would say probably second the second Batman, Dark Knight. That's in the top five. Well, okay. So to bring it back to Game of Thrones before we go. <laughs> you know what? We gotta have a whole separate podcast. I just like we really like need to talk about that line and how much they shaded Laurel Lance. Because yes. I'm like re- I'm still working that. on my review, we guys. It's it. gonna happen. My daughter was at a dance. It'll com- happen later this week, probably. Yeah, we'll, I just my daughter we'll, we'll had a dance one. competition, and I get up at five in the morning when she has dance competitions, and I was exhausted. So we will we will be doing a a, a another podcast later on this week or early next week where we talk about. How the writers have thoroughly destroyed like how and Oliver's much romance yet they again. Just they <laughs> never get tired of crapping on her any point in time. I was just like, wow. 
Like it just so it's it's, just, it's a whole other podcast, right? It's we're just gonna, we're gonna it, I like as I'm writing the review, I'm like, there's so much shade. Yeah, it's just epic, epic levels, epic levels of shade. As they're mm-hmm. epically writing Elicity's Endgame, they're also epically like giving the finger to Lorver and Laurel Lance because they love that as much as they love writing <laughs> Elicity stuff. It's like the two are one yeah. and the same. I've just never seen a show just take joyful entertainment on crapping on something that they created. It's like you guys know that you like put all of to get like that was your decision. Like nobody made you. <laughs> I have some things to say, so it'll be a good. Podcast. Oh, I know. I'm just like I really feel like because you know I yeah. still have to write my season I've, one I've, reviews, I've and it's just like say. I got I got so much. We're just like I'm operating when I go forward in my season one. Uh, reviews now because it's all going to be like after the show's over anyways so it's like I'm operating from the Oliver I wish I told you sooner that I loved you because we're going to filter everything through that forever because it's the fucking truth so we'll do we'll do another podcast on that Um, last word on Game of Thrones Mm -hmm. the John and Sansa hug where he told her the north is free thanks to you Ned Stark's daughter will speak for them. She's the best they could ask for. You're the queen in the north. Most beautiful moment. Listen, I MVP was going to be real cheesed off if Sansa gets crowned and there was no chanting of queen of the north. Like that was going to be did, unacceptable and, was, and, and they it did it. And fantastic. I was like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, she is. And John's off with the wildings. That's where he wants to be anyways. Danny's yeah. dead with Drogon having a cuddle in yeah. Dragon Heaven. We can <laughs> we can say goodbye to these characters now because they Yeah, like they... I wasn't like, oh my gosh, Game of Thrones is the best show that has ever existed. I enjoyed no. it. It was a fun I enjoyed it was it a too. fun I actually think it was more enjoyable just like the whole hype around it. It's fun to just like yeah. watch. That's why I made my husband watch it. It's like it's like the biggest show on TV. You need to watch it. Well, you okay. kinda have to. When there's a when there's a cultural touchstone happening, you're not gonna win any points with anyone by saying, Oh, I don't watch that. Well, no, you're you're an see, idiot. Like that happens don't, to don't me do most that. of the time. Just watch like, it. Like I didn't do law. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've seen people like even tonight. I saw people like I don't know Game of Thrones. I don't watch that show, and it's like, well, if Lost had come into my of, life, if Lost had come <laughs> into my life any other time other than shortly on the heels, I think of Alias's last season or second to last season, I would have been game for Lost. But that I believe whole what situation. Shows you watch- are very situational because there is like a whole decade where I didn't watch any TV at all. So I understand. I don't that. even know that side of you. <laughs> I know. Well, I, you know, Callie, TV's you, never been an my onion. Big thing. you have layers. I, do. I would I like to many. say there's been no point in time in my life where I have ever not watched television. Just kidding. When I have my daughter. My husband and I were like talking about. Yeah. It. I was like, "What did it's we when do? you have kids?" Where no, they're the, that's they're, they're the show. My, it's like a live show. That's my stolen decade. That's all you do like, is like you just sit on your couch and you watch your baby like scoot. I was busy and like chew on stuff. Okay, that's the best. So, <laughs> Game of Thrones is done. Yeah. So is our podcast, and yep. we <laughs> we wish you guys well. I'll we'll be back later. <laughs> Danny's dead. We'll Ta-da! be back. <laughs>
to diss on Laurel later. Oh, on this there's week. gonna be so much Laurel dissing, guys. It's gonna be yeah. a good time. You guys, if if you want us to talk about any particular dissage, be feel free to go. Feel free to throw. Be, feel some free to go on Twitter. Unload, and guys. Leave us messages. Because part of the whole grieving process of the Elicity Ang session is also is dissing Laurel gleefully yeah, so. ca- cackling <laughs> over just the just the epic middle finger that they sh- shove in Laurel Man's pants faces. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun for now. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right, guys. Bye. Our watch has ended. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. End. We're just gonna Bye. 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 <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to listen next week. Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes. Or Google Play. And look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye. Bye.